are back. Episode number six of the Spread Option Podcast. Brian and Nick here with you. It was a tough week last week. Just schedules did not align. We could not make it happen. I was traveling three out of the four days, essentially leading up to and into the weekend. And the one day I was around, I wasn't really around. And, and Nick's job forces him to be there at all hours of the night. So it, it just didn't work out too well for either of us. Yeah, pretty much cuck city on that one last week. But uh, we're going to make it up to you with a uh, good episode this week, hopefully. So, uh, you know, uh, hopefully a little better than uh, Alabama covering 49 and a half. Yeah, that was <laughs> the biggest backdoor of backdoors right there. I did not have a good week last week. I actually had my first losing week of the season, what, 9 and 11, including a West Virginia minus half a point second half where they got outscored like 24 34 to 7 which just wasn't good. They're the they're the worst second half team in America. Yeah, and uh Clemson did not look too sharp. Uh nope. Trevor Lawrence going down and uh you know just playing sloppy uncharacteristic football. Some about Syracuse. They've they kind of pushed the right buttons. Uh of course Clemson won that game there uh late at the end. Uh to fend off uh, Michigan uh, did not perform as well as many people thought. Um, me. Three points and needing a hell of a comeback. Uh, I believe that they trailed by as many as 17. Yeah. Trying Harbaugh's biggest comeback um, so far. Uh, My lock of the week lost. I had North Texas and they lost outright. I'm trying didn't to even, didn't even come close to covering. I'm trying to think what my lock of the week was. Um, yeah. Hopefully it was a winner. Yeah, hopefully. it's pretty bad that we didn't even go back and uh, try to think what, what the hell it was. Well, while you're thinking of that, we've got three ranked matchups and then the rest of our slate of college football games. We'll open up with the Red River rivalry, Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. Texas has covered five consecutive years and one outright in two of those five. They are seven and a half point underdogs right now. Oklahoma five and zero. Texas with a strange season after losing to Maryland. They've come back and played pretty nicely. They struggled last week with Kansas State. Who are you liking in this one? This is the week where Oklahoma turns it up in a big way. Um, you know the scare against Army was uh, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, uh, co- completely unexpected. Yeah, um, game wasn't even on TV. Game wasn't even on TV. Uh, and then obviously last week they played again um, and looked a lot better. But um, they scored sixty six points. I think they played Baylor. Sixty six points though. Yeah, the offense looked good. Yeah, but I mean you got to take into consideration who they were playing. So um, right. You know, this week though, I, I've been saying it the whole time. They've got serious weapons uh, in. You know, a number of areas, you know, you've got Rodney Anderson, you've got uh, Kyler Murray, who's a Heisman candidate. Um, and I, I really just don't trust Ellinger um, for Texas. I mean, I think yeah. he's a quarterback, but I think Oklahoma is going to turn up in a big way this week. I think they they pose big problems for him. Um, you know, Texas's defense has stepped up at times this year, you know, against like TCU and stuff. But at times they've looked very vulnerable, like against Maryland. So, um Against Oklahoma, you just you can't be inconsistent. You got to bring your 
you know, you got to bring it every drive. And uh, I, I think, you know, there's not going to be any fun, fun and fun and games this week. Kyler Murray is going to start the game. Uh, he might not even finish it. I think it's going to be kind of a, uh, you know, pretty big win. I'm, I'm thinking Oklahoma might win this game by like 20 points or something because uh, I don't know. I just, I think they're going to pour it out offensively. Um, and uh, yeah. So Texas had trouble with Kasim Hill, who is Maryland's quarterback. He's like a, a poor man's Kyler Murray. I'd say he's a dual threat, but he's yeah. a dual threat in that he's a better runner than he is thrower. I think Murray is a very good thrower of the football. He just doesn't have to do it very often. I don't know if Rodney Anderson's playing in this one. I know he's been dealing with an injury, but even so, they still have Sermon in the backfield and Hollywood Brown on the outside. So there's plenty of weapons there. The Lamb, CD Lamb's my dude. Yes. They they've not <laughs> only do they have great players, they have great names. <laughs> yeah. You know and, what? Uh, That's the betting intangibles. How, a guy like CD Brown and you know exactly how you gonna lose that so i agree with a lot of what you said i feel like this is the time where you know texas is on the cusp of being back if they win this game i think they're back and that that is why i'm going oklahoma because (laughs) i i just don't think that tom herman is there yet he gets his guys up to play big games that is quintessential tom herman and i think it's close in the first half and then i think Lincoln Riley makes the adjustments at halftime and gets his offense rolling. So seven and a half points, maybe by the hook, but I, I think Oklahoma can win this by double digits. Yeah, the, I totally agree with that. Uh, I think buying the hook is not a bad play at all. I mean, it is a rivalry game. Uh, this is, I mean, Texas is going to be up and ready for it. I mean, they're four and one. They're feeling good anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently off a big win against, you know, TCU and everything. So, uh, yeah, rivalry game, neutral site, a lot can happen. I don't think a hook's a bad play. I, even though I think that Oklahoma's going to pull away late in this game like you do. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a bad play. Seven and a half, I mean, rivalry game by two scores is always, you know, no matter how good the teams are, uh, especially when you saw Oklahoma have a scare against Army. So even though I'm saying I think it's going to be kind of lopsided, like people are wrong and sometimes. And so I don't think the hook's a bad play in a rivalry game on a neutral site at all. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. LSU heads to the swamp to take on Florida. Gators four and one. Tigers five and zero. Oh, LSU three point favorites here. It's definitely a tough one because Florida is all over the place. They're coming off a huge, huge, huge win, thirteen to six over Mississippi State in Stark Starksville. Obviously, I was I was joking around a little bit there with the huge win. It's I mean, that was Will Muschamp, Florida football. That was not what I expected out of this year's iteration of the team. Their defense is for real, but does LSU have enough firepower? And does Felipe Franks in the Florida offense have enough to even score? Yeah, that's the real question. Um, God, Florida, they're just such an ugly team. Like the one game they played Tennessee, and I've never seen a team self-destruct like I saw Tennessee – uh, they so bad. Brian had money on the balls in that game. I got Florida live. I I pretty much hedged it as hard as I could and ended up winning the Florida <laughs> bet and winning like 0.1 units. <laughs> well, they, well, there you go. That's better than a loss. So, yeah, yeah um, Florida's been involved in some ugly football games. And, uh, 
man, like LSU, like, I don't know what it is, but they, maybe this is why Florida's going to win because I'm starting to think LSU might be able to be, might be competent on offense now. Uh, you put up 45 against Ole Miss. I mean, that's not an accomplishment because Ole Miss is trash. But, um, I mean, LSU's offense moved the ball against Miami. They've moved the ball against a couple, you know, SEC teams now. I mean, they play great defense. Uh, I think they're rolling. I think they're hot. I mean, on the road, I mean, yeah, that's why the spread's so close. But um, I don't think I've seen Florida win pretty enough yet to make me think they're a better team than LSU. And uh, I think Burrow has been surprisingly good, and I, I would like their defense a lot. So I'm, I'm taking LSU here. And it, the line might even be as low as two on some sites. I, I think I've seen it move a little bit. So uh, it's probably going to flip-flop around game time and hang right around a field goal. But uh, I'm, I'm taking LSU. Uh, I mean, dude, they're, I mean, they're – looking like a top five, six team in the country right now. So, Yeah, and I think you hit on something important with LSU. Right when you think they're good is when they lose. Right, It's the same thing as Texas. But I think Florida is LSU light. They don't have a good quarterback. Their defense is phenomenal. If anything, they've got to rely on a good when it's their running game. I think Brosette is a very good running back, but I don't think he's shown enough consistency through five weeks. I'm also going LSU. But I don't feel confident in it. This is a pure, I love Coach O, and I think he brings the boys ready to play. That's that's the only reason I'm making this bet. Oh, and, and I, I want to touch on something. Uh, Will Muschamp mm-hmm. Dan Mullen. We gotta, our brains are wired to think it's Will Muschamp, but it is Dan Mullen. Oh, no, I was, say, I was saying oh. that uh, – that was a Will Muschamp type game. Oh, back to the roots. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> back to the roots. My mistake, uh, Brian. Joke went right over my head. That's what happens when you take a week off, right? It's all right. We're, we're getting back into it, you know, like riding a bike. The nightcap of the ranked matchups is in Blacksburg. Enter Sandman will be playing 3-1 and Virginia Tech, hosting undefeated Notre Dame. Pretty much the – Last barrier in the way of the Irish from having that perfect season that they need. They looked very impressive last week, knocking off Stanford. Ian Book looks really good, and the defense is solid. Virginia Tech without star quarterback Josh Jackson. They actually had a nice win at Duke, although Duke was missing their top two quarterbacks. Who are you taking in this one? Line is at seven right now. Notre Dame favorite. I got to go Notre Dame. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hostile environment, but Notre Dame's got a chance to make that crowd go quiet in a real hurry. Um, Notre Dame's got a good defense. Notre Dame actually looks competent right now at the quarterback position with Book. Um, you know, it's easy to forget, but, uh, yeah, because they just beat Duke, who's been a pretty decent team, uh, decent win at Northwestern. But uh, this, is te- this team just lost to Old Dominion, and Notre Dame's made some good teams – uh, not look so hot, and they've beaten teams pretty soundly that they've needed to. I, I just think they're a really good overall team, and I would really like Virginia Tech at home in a hostile environment if they were completely healthy. But um, yeah, I just I, without Jackson, I just I just don't see it happening. Um, I think Virginia Tech's a little vulnerable. I, seven. I mean, if this game is at Notre Dame, this line is twenty. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's the discrepancy in the teams right now is pretty big. Um, there, I mean, the Vegas is really – I don't know what they're trying to get at here. If they're trying to 
I, I don't know. It seems like they're trying to trap somebody, but I, I don't know who. But it's yeah. So the important notes I think are since Ian Book took over his starting was fifty six and thirty eight points in back to back weeks. I mean, if Josh Jackson's healthy, this is a top ten matchup. This is this is game day if if he's healthy. He's not. And Virginia Tech's defense gave up 45 points, I think, to Old Dominion. Over 40, which is just insane. With that, I mean, you you have to go Notre Dame. This line is throughout the week. A lot of money flooding in on the Irish, but I'm still with the public in terms of this one. Those are the ranked matchups. I got it, too, I think. What's that? You get it six and a half, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I've got... I believe a 15 additional game card. I don't know where you're at. Well, I don't don't think it's 15, but I've got some things I like in college. I've got Buffalo on the road at Central Michigan, uh, minus seven and a half. The Chips' only win was a squeaker against Maine, so I'm I'm feeling good about my guy Tyree Jackson, who I feel like I bet on every single week. I've got West Virginia first half. That's actually my lock of the week. They're the best first half team in America, minus 17 against Kansas. I'll also take the over 34 in that first half. I've got Bama minus 36 at Arkansas. I love this play too. Syracuse minus four at Pitt. I think Cuse is probably a top four or three team in the ACC right now. I don't know who. I don't know who else there is. Like Virginia Tech's hurt. They still probably are better than Syracuse. Miami is probably right there. Clemson beat them, so they're obviously better. But, that I mean, those are the best teams in the ACC. You could throw Duke in there, but I don't know. I don't know if Duke can handle that team. Yeah. Um, I'm going Iowa State plus 10.5 at Oklahoma State, and I'm taking a money line, so I'm doubling down on the Cyclones. This one's a tough one. Navy Air Force. Why I'm taking the, if it's tough? It, it, I'm taking the over 48. The under has hit 23 out of the last 30 times these teams have met. Oh. One time it pushed. Like, water has to find its level. That's why I took this game, because you see a lopsided number like that, you think water's got to get back to level. Uh, Arizona State plus three at Colorado and Arizona State money line. Florida Atlantic minus 14 at home against Old Dominion. Old Dominion stinks. I don't care if they beat Virginia Tech, they still stink. That's Florida their, Atlantic. That's their one fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Florida Atlantic's got a great running game. That's why I'm going with the Owls. I'm taking Kentucky plus five and a half at Texas AM and Kentucky money line. You'll notice a trend here. I'm taking road dogs and money line teams. Uh North Texas against our favorite team, UTEP, 27-point oh favorites. I love Mason Fine in this one. Washington minus 21 at UCLA. UCLA is terrible. Washington has a very strong defense. They held BYU to seven points and like 200 yards of offense. If Kelly going to 0-5 is going to happen, which is nuts. But yeah. It's going to happen. And speaking of 0-5, Scott Frost will be 0-5 when his team loses at Wisconsin. It's a night game at Camp Randall. I love the Badgers, minus 17.5. Stanford, minus 5.5 at home against Utah. They need a bounce-back win here. 
Nevada plus 13 and a half against Fresno State. The Wolfpack score, and that is the only reason I'm betting on them. I didn't like the over-under at 61, and it is already down to 58. So people are with me on that one. I'm not taking the over. I'm taking the points. And then my last one is the final game of the night, Hawaii minus three at home against Wyoming. That's a wild game. That like it's just so perfect that that game's at eleven. It's just can't wild. wait, can't wait to be up chasing, trying to live bet anything I can on this game. There you go. Yeah, I'll be uh, back at my childhood home uh, this weekend with some family. Uh, so you know what happens when the older folks go to bed. I mean, you just the degenerate side comes out. The laptop comes out, and you're just betting everything. Exactly. Um, yes, and I'll probably have some alcohol in my system from earlier in the night. So, yeah, that drunk cop liquid confidence to uh, gamble on Wyoming and Hawaii, you know, it's a great thing. There you go. Um, anything else, Brian, or is that your – That's it. My other lock of the week is uh, Conor McGregor over Khabib. Oh! I've already, I've already put five units in on that one, so I'm, I'm feeling big on, uh, on Conor. He 120? 125. As a favor, right? He's the underdog. Oh, he's underdog. So yeah, Khabib's undefeated. Because he's never, under- never made it out of the first round. Well, guys, let's lead it off with the game of the week: Illinois yes. at Rutgers. Game of the oh, week. Oh boy, <laughs> you got to be a special kind of degenerate to bet on this one, folks. But um, Rutgers is terrible. I mean, this team stinks. They uh, are Illinois. Man, ah, six though is tough, but you got to ride it. Um, I mean, if they can't beat Rutgers by a touchdown, they they have some serious serious looking in the mirror to do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think Rutgers is really bad. Buffalo completely embarrassed them. Um, they've lost to Kansas. I mean, this team is just utter trash. So uh, this is one of the winnable games for my fighting Illini. So I had to throw um, them in there this week. Uh, moving along the slate of games I have, I'm going to go with, uh, Virginia or West Virginia. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, this is some bad radio, but Josh Gordon scored a touchdown for New England. So uh, look at that. That's history right there. Reported here first by spread option podcast. Yes. I mean, we can't get every game. I mean, we we're missing some games, you know, we could have had the Troy, uh, Georgia state and the, uh, the Houston, uh, game this week on here, but we missed out, uh, but anyway, uh, Kansas on the road at West Virginia. I mean, that's going to be a massacre. Love the first half bet of Will Greer and uh, uh, Sills just putting up big old points on uh, the Jayhawks at home. Uh, I really like Michigan against Maryland as well. Uh, Michigan's defense is very good. Um, and Maryland, I don't think, is poised to score a lot of points on the road. Uh, I think – that's a game where maybe Maryland can hang around for a little bit, but eventually Michigan's going to pull away and they're going to come out uh, pretty motivated. I think after, uh, you know, they kind of had a scare against Northwestern, they're going to play two good halves this week. So uh, I like Michigan against Maryland. Uh, what else? Do I, I have a few more games. I definitely like, um, Hmm. There's some interesting, interesting games this week. What do you think of Miami 14-point favorites against Florida State? Ugh. 
I'm staying away from that game because I think Florida State stinks, and I don't trust Miami. I don't like it. I don't like it either way. I think I'm gonna end up betting Miami, but it's not gonna be one I do before the game starts. Yeah. It'll be like right as it's about to kick off at at two thirty. Right. I, I like Wisconsin a lot too. I mean, Nebraska's defense is horrific. I mean, they're very bad. They're like it's they're really bad, and they're on the road. And Wisconsin against way better Nebraska defenses has run all over them in the past. And I mean, they're just going to run it down their throat all night. Uh, so that's going to be a tough one. Um, man, I hate the spread, but I mean, God, this game is going to be awful. Awful it is currently a. Two five zero zero. I don't even know what you, the money line is. Twenty five thousand on Memphis right now against UConn. Rough. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the spread was something like thirty six, and the over under I think was like near eighty. I've never seen a spread like that. Was like this, literally like what it looked like when Howard played uh, at UNLV that one. And boom. Um, right. My, I have to bring it up every episode, but I mean, I, yeah. Trying to look. Trying to see what else here, man. Uh, I agree with you on the Stanford pick in a big way. Um, I am gonna let's ride the over on Hawaii, Wyoming. All right. I, I think a little uh, little nighttime scoring is gonna be great. Um, Wyoming's gotten scored on a bunch, and Hawaii's put up some big points, and uh, they've proven they can score the ball themselves. At fifty-seven, I think is a pretty attainable number for sure in that kind of game. So. Uh, the way Hawaii's offense has looked and the way Wyoming's defense has looked, and I think Hawaii's susceptible on the defensive side of the ball. I, I, that's actually the one over that's kind of um, sticking out in my mind. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kind of an interesting week. The ranked matchups are actually some of the games I'm most interested in betting on. A lot of times I, you know, right. will stay away. It's a weird week this week. Yeah, it is really weird. Uh, the, I think my lock of the week is West Virginia – is going to cover against Kansas. I, I right. think I think that's going to be like just a blowout. Like I know yeah. it's crazy. Like I've said before, I stay away from these games, but uh, really like it. A game I'm really I'm going to stay away from. I know it's weird to say, but like as a gambling show, like uh, we can give our we can give our picks, but maybe also talk about avoid. Yeah, Missouri South Carolina is really weird. I don't, it's a pick'em. I think uh, it's moved. If it started as a pick'em. According to my uh, sports action app, no free ads, but uh, no free ads started and opened as the Gamecocks, a one and a half point favorites, now moved to two. So, okay, Mizzou, Mizzou competed with Georgia for a little bit uh, in their game. They know how to score the ball. The over under 63 uh, against a one must champ defense. I like Drew Locke a lot, but that still seems uh, kind of high. Uh, for me, but so it's and just even like, so. Can you trust uh, South Carolina to score? Yeah, I just I just don't like that game. Uh, either way, um, here's an interesting line that I just kind of stumbled across. Let's see it. How do we feel about BYU at home as a two and a half point? I, game? Okay. I saw that. I liked I liked Utah State a lot, and I just decided I couldn't pull the trigger. There were there were other games I liked. I wanted to double down on those. Uh, Kentucky and Arizona State games. Are they really that legit? Utah State. Are they uh, legit? 
I don't think it's I don't think it's as much they're legit as I don't I don't believe in BYU. Wait, what else does BYU have to do this year? I mean, they got throttled by Washington. They I, were their quarterback had three total incompletions and they lost by twenty eight. Yeah. I don't know. How did Wisconsin lose to those guys? No clue. No clue. Looking at some other stuff. Want to go to the NFL? Yeah, why not? Uh, right. But, yeah, lock of the week in college football. Give me West Virginia. And remind, us, remind everybody of your lock of the week. I'm West Virginia first half. West Virginia first half. I lean toward Ryan you. the nears. I, I lean toward you being possibly more right um, because that has backdoor potential at the end. Uh, it does. It does. So, yeah. All right, on to the NFL. Brian, do you want to start or should I – Keep it going. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll kick it off. Last week I got fucked by the Atlanta Falcons, plain and simple, giving up a touchdown with under 10 seconds left. Had the Falcons not done that to me, I would have gone four and one, would have been my biggest winner of the year, really gotten us back on track. Instead, we're back at 10 and 10. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Blogged my picks, so if you'd rather read than listen to me, go to letmebefrankblog.com. You can see all the info. I'm down under a unit. It's it's a weird setup, but that's where I'm at. I do five picks every week. This week was very difficult. I either this is the first week I don't have a lot in my picks, which may help or it just may totally backfire. Yeah. So opening it up, Green Bay, Detroit. I'm taking the over 51. I just learned today that the Packers entire receiving core is hurt. Oh, it's bad. Oh, I'm a great oh. fan for those who don't know, and it's bad. It's Devontae Adams hurt his calf in practice. Cobb missed the last game. Fucking Allison has a damn concussion. Yep. So top three options for Aaron Rodgers might not even play. That being said, I'm still confident in the pick. Both defenses stink. Both quarterbacks love to throw the ball around. I actually think the Packers have a pretty good run game, and if you can get Ty Montgomery into the slot, I think he'll do some damage. Yeah, he's going to get featured a lot. Aaron exactly. Jones, Aaron Jones is the best player in the NFL that nobody knows about. I would die on that cross. He is unbelievably good. He Mike McCarthy loves the running back by committee thing. Um, just he, you know, he loves that running back by committee. Jamal Williams. We got to give Jamal's touches, Montgomery's touches. You know, but Aaron Jones is just sick. I mean, he's so good, uh, and it just kills me. So yeah, I think they're going to feature the run game, like you said, a lot. Potentially, is this the game where Jimmy Graham really, truly comes yeah. alive? That uh, was going to be my next point. He has to. He they have to look for him. He'll probably be spread out more often than he's tight in the formation because he's just simply a better receiver than he is coming off the ball like that. Yeah. I mean, this this is his time to shine. There are no other options. And I know it's just the bias part of me that's coming out, but I have a hard time seeing them not having Adams, Allison, and Cobb. I one like of them will be healthy. One, if not two. Yeah. So, hopefully. It's a big game. They, the vision, you know. Yep. After you get fucked in the Vikings game by the refs and you shit your pants against Washington, you can't lose another game already. So, with the – because I think after this week, um, oh, they've got like one more big game, but um, maybe one more game. I think they're home against San Fran next week, bye week. Then they have the Rams and the Patriots back-to-back weeks. So 
you know, these next couple weeks are kind of critical for their season because it's very possible they lose two in a row after the bye. Yeah. yeah, they they definitely need him, especially with how red hot the Chicago Bears have been. Okay, there just, it is. Just dominant. Hey, Khalil Mack is defensive player of the year right now. Yes, he he's, he's locked it up. Back in the force fumble four straight weeks is some otherworldly shit. The next game, I've got Cleveland plus three. I know we disagreed about this pre-game, uh, pre-show, I should say, against Baltimore. This is my thing with Baltimore. They haven't played anybody. And I know the Browns just lost to the Raiders, who aren't very good. But Baker showed that he can he can sling the ball around and lead this offense. That's all I needed to see. I think the defense is going to settle in, especially when you play at home. I don't... I don't trust Baltimore. That it's it's that simple. Like Joe Flacco can either be an elite quarterback or he can be the guy that throws like five interceptions and a half. I don't know. Did you watch what Marty Morningwood, the shit he was calling last week against Pittsburgh? It wasn't great. No, it was really good. <laughs> For Pittsburgh, it wasn't great. Yeah. Or, who's the Ravens offensive coordinator? Who am I thinking of? Isn't that him? Mark Tressman. <laughs> I'm Googling. It's a bad radio. We're Googling the Ravens' offensive coordinator because I swore it was Barney Morningwig. Ravens' offensive coordinator. Barney Morningwig. Told you. Boom. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Called, I did not check that whatsoever. He called some exotic formations on offense. He lined up a tight end at, at like center or guard last week. It was insane. The guy caught a pass for a first down. Some wild trickery, but Flacco, I feel like that plays right into Cleveland's hands. Like the Browns are not a conventional football team in any sense of the word, and neither is Greg Williams. But um, yes, exactly, <laughs> Bounty Gate. But and being being serious though, uh, Flacco has looked calm and composed this year. Um, their run game for ba- the run game for Baltimore has looked good. Yes, Baltimore lost that uh, Thursday night game uh, to Cincinnati. Uh, I don't think Cleveland has played really anybody good nor competed against anybody very good. I don't. I think Pittsburgh stinks. I think the Raiders stink. I think the Jets stink. Uh, who was their other game? I'm trying to think. They played one other game, I think. But um, I just don't think Cleveland – oh, the Saints. Yeah. Okay, well, that's when the Saints are going through a funk. Now they're out of their funk. But – I think you're right about Cleveland's defense at home. I actually don't think Cleveland has a bad defense. I think they actually got some really good defensive players. I mean, you've got Miles Garrett. Uh, Demarius Randles looked really good for them. Uh, Denzel uh, Ward at corners looked great for them earlier in the year. Um, you know, Jamie Collins. Like, this is a unit that's got some good defensive players. But I think Baltimore, they just – it. they're just, run, they're just running a smart offense right now. I don't think Flacco is really – prone to turning the ball over. They keep possession of the ball. They're, you know, they're running the ball, running the rock right now. And I just think they're the better football team. And I think they play good enough defense. I, and I know Baker had, you know, he's looked good and, you know, it's a challenge for Baltimore, but you know, it's crazy to say that, but uh, I'm, I'm taking them three points on the road. I mean, this is still the Browns. This is still a process and Baltimore's looking like the best team in that division probably. So uh, I'm going with them. And I think Cincinnati doesn't look bad either, but I think I think Baltimore looks pretty solid right now. Yeah, and you touched on my next game, 
You said the, the Steelers stink, which works perfectly for me because despite being bit at least once, maybe twice, I'm going back to the Falcons, plus three at Pittsburgh. It feels like when they're this close this often that they've got to win. Like they, they have to pull one out. And even if disaster strikes like last week, at least they're getting points instead of giving them this week. So that's an insane line. This line is insane. Has anyone seen the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers play defense? Matt Ryan, they're going to put up a billion points this week. Well, that's the thought, but I mean, I don't know. This Knowing my luck, this would be the week they find Julio Jones, and Julio Jones has a great game and then like drops a couple passes in the end zone when they finally decide to target him in the red zone. Yes. The next one, I've got the L.A. Rams in Seattle. Seven and a half point favorites. The Rams offense is so good. And I just don't see any way that Seattle can keep up with it. Oh. Earl Thomas is done for the year. That oh. defense is a shell of itself. I love the Rams. I think they're going to win by at least two scores. Love the Ra- I love I love them seven and a half. Get the Rams in a teaser. Just yep. get them in a teaser. Yep. This is good. This I mean it's just free money. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to worry about it. Just get him in the teaser. Get Atlanta in the teaser. Get get LA in the teaser, and then you're going to really start cooking. Because, man, I I love Sean McVay's offense. Who does like Seattle's defense? You literally have. Uh, I'm trying to think. The one grip, the two arm Griffin brother is actually a very good corner. Yeah, I'm not brother, but uh, yes, it was a way to differentiate the two because um, I think they both are Shaquille. Is it, isn't it? Shaquille and Shaquem. Yeah. Shaquem's the linebacker. Shaquille's the uh, defensive back. Shaquille's really good. And Bobby Wagner, I think, is still fantastic. But that's two guys. You got nine other guys on the field. And the Rams have Todd Gurley, one of the best, if not the best offensive line right now. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, Sean McVay's making life really easy on him. I mean, Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. Uh, I mean, they're just rolling. Uh, yeah. they're, they're looking hard to stop right now. So, uh, yeah, uh, Seattle had a little momentum. You get a couple wins in a row, uh, but unfortunately, uh, that win against Arizona comes at a price. Uh, you know, they beat Dallas at home, and, uh, you know, it's still a tough place to play. I mean, Dallas stinks. Dallas stinks. Oh, my God. The NFC East stinks. Yeah, it does. And that's going to lead into one of my picks this week. At the end. It's going into mine. I hope you're doing the same thing as me. Oh, I'm taking wow. the Vikings plus three at oh, Philly. That's not the one I'm thinking. Oh. <laughs> Vikings plus three at Philly. Eagles have not scored more than 23 points this year. They've lost to a bad Tennessee team and a floundering Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Love, love the Vikings. I know they're one, two, and one. They could and should have probably won that Green Bay game. Either team had a chance to win it. Like, that's just how it goes. The Buffalo game is a fluke. Forget about it. And they hung in really well on the road on short rest at L.A. Absolutely love the Vikings in this one. The thing is, the Vikings, the whole thing with them has been the defense. And the defense, for the first time in a while, has looked – Quite vulnerable. The Rams speak for themselves. They're very good. 
Uh, Green Bay put up a lot of points on them. Josh Allen looked very good against them. Uh, Josh Allen also had a starting field position of like the Vikings 30 that whole game. But I'm telling you, this could be Carson Wentz's coming out party based on how things are going for the Vikings defense. Um, Eagles, Lincoln Financial, it's a tough place to play. Uh, early in the year, they made Atlanta, you know, they made Atlanta struggle. Um, you know, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins on the road yet. He hasn't given me – he's never given me a reason anywhere on the road against a good team to give me a reason to believe in him. And I, I mean, he did play well last week, but, I mean, the team still lost. I mean, they're still – he still hasn't gotten over the hump with that win. So I think based on his history and the way the Vikings' defense looks and Wentz possibly getting more comfortable uh, as he's coming off that ACL and he gets more snaps under his belt – uh, this line is close. Uh, Vikings obviously looking for revenge from last year, but uh, NFC Championship blowout. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Philly at home. I think I'm taking Philly. All right, those are my games. So I don't know what you have left on your card, but that's all I got. Dun 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 dun. This is the week. Where the Washington Fraudskins get exploded. Big fuck. I fucked that one. They way. get exploded. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that works too. They get exposed. Mark Ingram's back. They get exposed uh, big time. So, epic fail on the intro to uh, what I was going to get at. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think Alex Smith in the Superdome is going to go well. I think New Orleans found their offense. Drew Brees is going for a record this week. There's just all kinds of intangibles going on. Uh, Washington's defense, like the one game they looked their best was a game where Green Bay dropped a shit ton of balls in the ring. Like completely wide open receivers dropping the ball. Their other games were against Arizona, who was futile. The Colts absolutely stink. Uh, The Saints needed that game against Atlanta. Heroic win. They're riding momentum. They're at home. Monday Night Football, the Superdome is always just where the fucking over hits. I mean, it's just give me give me Drew Brees going for the record at home against a team that's looked good early in the year. But I mean, Washington just gives me that pretender feel. I just mm-hmm. I I just can't see Alex Smith getting in a shootout with Drew Brees and winning. I, I can't see it happening. Right. Give me the Saints six and a half. Give me the Saints first half. Give me them every way to Sunday. Or Monday in this case. Yeah. So I love I love that. I said I like Baltimore, uh, but I, I think the Saints is like my most confident pick. Mm-hmm. So I love them in a teaser at home. So absolutely love them. Uh, let me see what else I got. Little bad radio. The app is currently just shit itself as I'm scrolling. This was uh, this week. I feel like was much Thank like you. the college football slate without any real, you know, good good games. Yeah, the Green Bay game was looking interesting, and now now you gotta wait on it until the health, uh, you know, the injury report comes out for Green Bay because I mean, KC Jacksonville is a good game in and of itself, but it's like a nightmare to try and bet. Yeah. Definitely a nightmare because uh, Casey's defense could definitely give up points, and Jacksonville's got a stout knee, but at the same time, you've got 
Showtime Mahomes, which they needed a new nickname. The worst nickname ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is a nightmare to gamble on. Um, I like Tennessee, but I oh, they just scare me on the road. They stink. They stink. This will be a game they lose. Watch. Yeah. Miami, Cincinnati, just – I think Cincinnati is a much better team, but – I mean, God, these games all suck. Exactly. Now you know how hard it was for me to find five to pick. Every week I got to do this. I always do this. I always go to the well with the teasers. But, like, there's some games where I don't like I, – I just don't like a lot of these games at face value. Like, I need I need teasing to get myself, you know, or mm-hmm. the first half or something to, like, get myself interested in these games. Like, just not a good slate of games, but – I think Atlanta plus three is absolutely criminal. All right. I think that's it's, where we'll leave it then. Yeah. Atlanta plus three. Yes. And I have a few. Uh, so folks at home don't know. Big hockey guy over here. Go with the flow podcast, obviously, is uh, one of my contributions to the uh, Let Me Be Frank uh, fan. The host. He's the host. Yeah, I am the host. Co-host with Kevin Bartman and Dan Carrots. Um, yes. So um, there's a few games I like this weekend. So my Stanley Cup champion prediction is uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And All right. last year I made an absolute killing on them, uh, betting the over. Uh, they're hosting Florida, who finished the year hot last year. Tampa just scores a bazillion goals on them every year. So that night – features some serious, I think, home favorites, in my opinion, that I think you could round Robin, parlay, uh, bet the over on their individual goal totals. Uh, I think it pretty much all hits uh, in that game, these few games. So it's Saturday night, so you got time to get it in or keep your eye on it. You know, obviously in hockey, the biggest thing is know who's starting between the pipes, but uh, Pittsburgh at home against Montreal, Montreal is awful. Yeah, they're terrible. Ottawa's at Toronto. Ottawa is awful. Okay? And like I just said, Tampa Bay, they're an absolute wagon offensively. Um, So I think those two games, the first two I mentioned, and especially if Carey Price is in the net for Montreal, um, which, I mean, he probably will be, but even still, Pittsburgh's going to outpossess the hell out of the puck. Toronto's going to skate circles around uh, Ottawa. Ottawa doesn't have – a defense at all anymore now that uh, Eric Carlson has been shipped to the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Milano, you've got Marlowe and Matthews and Tavares now. I mean, it's just insane. Uh, the Mitch Marner, I mean, they, they just have so much offensive talent right now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, at the same time, uh, Tampa Bay and, you know, Pittsburgh's been there and done that. And the one game that is always a gong show that I might bet on, but if I don't know what are, where, what I'm going to do with it yet, it really depends what it comes out at. Because the over-under in hockey is usually five and a half or six. But this game every year sometimes comes out at six and a half. It's the Winnipeg-Dallas game. Always mm. a shit show. Always a shit show. Go look at the score totals from last year. Uh, both teams have goalies that can play pretty well. Hellbuck was great for Winnipeg last year. They rode him all the way. They have a great offense, too, obviously, with uh, – Line A, Wheeler, and Ehlers and all them. But uh, Howitzer's on there. 
yeah, on their yeah. blue line too. Yeah, why they had a one to start the year tonight uh, already on the power play. Uh, he's just like Ovechkin. He's a shark. He just swims circles in the left circle, just waiting for one timers and shit. And somehow the league hasn't figured it out uh, for either guy um, for years now. Uh, but uh, yeah, that game's always a shit show. So uh, Hellebuck and Bishop always have the potential to play well, but. Uh, yeah, that's my hockey spiel. But uh, live bet by Chicago Blackhawks tonight, trailing to the shitty Ottawa Senators. Got them plus 285, losing in the third period, and uh, it's a nice little payoff. So, Plenty uh, of juice for the weekend. That's what I like to hear. Plenty of juice for the weekend to uh, bet on Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. Yeah, that, that, line, that line's stupid. Boom. I'm taking the hook and laying some wood on it. Let's go. Beautiful. That wraps up our episode this week. McGregor is my other lock. Just remember that. West Virginia first half. The Patriots, right? I mean, of course. Yeah, you got to. Of course. That is, uh, that's our show. Like I said, we'll see you next week. Episode six in the books. Any final words? Thank you all for listening and good luck. See you next week.